Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. We are a group of converts from Singapore focused on sharing convert experiences and lessons to benefit both born Muslims and converts alike. If you have anyone in your life trying to find their path back in Islam, do share our podcast with them and have a discussion about the stories told by our fellow brothers and sisters. Do follow us on Spotify and send your feedback via our Instagram page at Convert Central. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Uh, welcome to, back to Convert Central. So it's actually the 21st day of Ramadan. Uh, it's a very, very blessed uh, period that we're working uh, in. So we are very, very happy and, and extremely blessed to have uh, sis, uh, Sister Kailin and also my co-host with me, uh, Mira. Hi. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Today we'll be interviewing Sister Kailin. Now, Sister Kailin, could you kindly share with us your convert story? How it all started for you? Thanks for uh, thanks Mira for being here and uh, brother Sidik and yeah and the audience at <laughs> So yeah, so um I sh- I shall start from my convert story la. So um uh, what um uh, uh, I would I would see as la, the journey my journey to Islam. So it started um actually from the year of um two zero one two. Uh, and um, people were, uh, were talking about the end of the world, this uh, this topic, which I came across. La. So, um, so in my, um, I, I, if I recall correctly, it's, um, I came across on like maybe social medias or um, uh, that uh, uh, this, this topic came to me. La. So, so actually for myself as um, being a person, right, since, since young, um, I always um had this uh belief in me that like there are much a lot of things that we we don't know, um and and I and because of this um this this kind of mindset, so I I felt that like um uh like there are a lot of possibilities in 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 life la. So so when this topic uh end of the world um uh caught my attention, I I. I I start to uh relate that to the images I watch in movie um about end of the world and how like um uh I picture myself I mean like I relate to the images I watch like how human uh can be you know the whole hum- human race can be just swept uh by a natural disaster so so the images came to me lah. So and then I then I start to think um uh, uh what if it really happens and 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 it's actually quite a sad picture to me la. So um so when so when I when I thought about that um uh I I then relate it to death um because I I I know that I know that um uh, death is certain uh but uh it's just that um we because as when we are living, we don't know. Um, we we have never really uh, went through the stage of dying. Uh, probably maybe for people who had went through life-threatening disease or whichever kind of other life crisis, then maybe they have you know uh, experienced that kind of near-death experience. Uh, so yeah. So uh, when I relate that to death, and then. Um, and then um I I um I start to like uh think to myself like where I will be when I die. Yeah. Um and 
and I wasn't dreaming lah because I I realized that when um that are because through my journey there are people who ask about um uh, curious about about uh um my journey because like being a Chinese um minority in that sense like uh Muslim lah so people would be uh curious so as when I so I record like when I I shared um uh uh about my conversion story I um I record that like when when I was younger right, actually I have this um curiosity in me uh, about like where will we go when we die lah. so I so I record like I have this um uh conversation with my aunt uh that I jokingly asked her lah. like I, I just tell her that um uh, I uh, one day when you when you pass away you um uh, tell me where will you be at that kind of thing so so this one i think it was in um when i was in primary school so this this curiosity actually came back uh in the year of 2012 um yeah so i so i i think to myself like actually like um i was thinking if so when when one day when I die, where I will go exactly? So when I think to myself, um, I, um, I I don't know for what reason I, um, I picture myself in the place of darkness, um, and and also because of the mindset like I mentioned uh, earlier, like because I believe that there's possibility in, uh, in a lot. I mean, in almost everything maybe. So. Um, so, uh, so then, so I, I believe, so, so I, I was thinking, so if it really happens, then how, because I don't want to be in a place of darkness for, you know, for eternal, that kind of thing. So, um, so when I was thinking and it actually, uh, lead me through, uh, lead me to the question of, um, like question myself about the existence of God. Um, actually, um, because I came from, uh, I think Chinese in Singapore, usually the, the majority is Buddhist. Lah. Yeah, so, um, so I, I, so by right, generally speaking, when a person has a faith, they, uh, they would, they, like, they, they would know that they would end up in somewhere. Yeah, but I have no idea why at that point of time, um, probably I follow for the sake of following. So I didn't, um, uh, I wasn't a good Buddhist in, in a sense uh, because I didn't, I just follow whatever my, my uh, late parents did. So but for myself, like, um, so, so the, the, um, so I was thinking, uh, yeah, uh, so it, it, it got me into the question, like, as if I questioned myself up, uh, further about the existence of God, then, um, uh, and then I, I think to myself, like, like God, what God should be like, actually, to me, so, then, um, I, to me, I think, in, instinctively, like, I feel that God should be one, um, I think God should be, uh, shouldn't be seen, um, and I think that wherever I go, right, he will be there. Like he's he is so great that he will be there. So um actually then actually all this 
all these um factors actually um directed me to Islam. For myself, actually, I'm not uh I'm not uh quite I'm not an intellect person. I don't study religion. I don't I don't think about uh religion uh matters like that. So um so but when instinctively I thought of that, it, it actually directed me to Islam. So having this this um there there are questions like, like uh when when through my journey when I shared with other people when they were curious about the the conversion story right then then um I I I always disclaim that um I have a childhood Muslim friend um but I can never recall she or her family actually preached to me about Islam um what uh what attracted me to my Muslim, my childhood Muslim friend, right? Like, the reason why we are close, um, Alhamdulillah, even now, Allah preserve our relationship. Uh, so, um, but I think it's the hospitality that I uh, felt from her and her family. Like, yeah, so that, that actually attracts me about them, uh, but nothing about Islam in that sense, like about the one of God. Yeah, I, I couldn't recall. So, yeah, so... um. Yeah, so my learning journey starts from, uh, I'm thankful that actually we, I mean, being a, being a Singaporean, we have actually, we have the, um, yes, we have the opportunity to actually, you know, go approach the, uh, an association that actually offers um, Islamic education in English, lah, which is our Rahman. So uh, my, uh, how, so my poly friend actually know that I'm interested in Islam. La. And ironically, usually um, people who are close to you, right? Um, they should be the one who is, you know, like um, being your buddy in this journey. So ironically, it's not my child friend, it's my poly friend who introduced me to Islam. I mean, uh, there are some. So, um, yeah, so, uh, so being a typical Singapore student right like we are already very used to um a classroom setting um uh which there are some approach approach uh, has been like that yeah so can you hear me everybody yeah i can hear you okay so yeah so um uh so as when my learning progresses um i've i've i find that the experience is um, is something that I can that I find familiar in uh. um, unlike my experience when I, I went to um, churches in the past invitation from my from my friends from my brother from from my ex-colleagues so um, so the experience is different and and I and I felt that uh like I think, alhamdulillah, because of the free classes that Darakum offers, right? It actually motivates me to mm -hmm. want to learn more um, about Islam, this religion. So, um, uh, yeah. So as and and as when time goes by, um, I my poly friend actually uh, advised me to why not you learn like one to one. So, uh, you know, like to kind of like um, step up in the own learning uh, towards Islam. 
So mm-hmm. so I record um after after um learning the basic after learning the basic in Darakam, then uh, when I went uh and I moved on to learning one to one with my my poly friends um father student. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because my poly friend's uh, father is uh, actually a religious teacher, so he has a group of students. Oh, yeah. So I, alhamdulillah. So I'm I'm learning. I uh, but um yeah. So but it's um but now she has a family, so I don't uh like you know the opportunity is not there really. But alhamdulillah, I I I'm I'm I was I'm glad that actually um uh I was introduced to this religious teacher that I'm able to learn one to one lah. I, I think also because um my poly friend know that my character it's um like it's more um like I might be more comfortable one to one so that I'm able to ask questions mm. yeah. um a bit less struggling in that sense so uh yeah so so when I record the the period when I was um learning with the religious teacher one to one at her home lah. I I felt that um like yeah so at that point of time I think um the like um the oneness of God it's um kind of established like that like it affirms what I actually understand about Islam uh previously at, at the very start when I questioned about um what God should be like. So um so when when I was learning with this Ustaza, she uh, the way she teaches it's very innate to me la, because like um like she will share share stories um about companions and uh, companions apart from Muhammad peace and blessings before him. Uh like um uh yeah, so the like the rationale of things happen la, rather than the story itself. So sorry, I, I couldn't really be like her, you know, to to share in that sense. But yeah, so I find it very benefiting. And um and also her father, uh uh there were times that he would um uh he would share with me like the greatness of Allah, like um so there were times that I would witness him, you know, like as when he shared about um the greatness of Allah, he would like tear uh before me and uh and actually I can like at that point of time I can really feel the like his love for Allah, for God. Yeah, so um so I've come to this uh junction that I I I was struggling in the sense that um in terms of believing in the unseen and to uh to because like how to say the 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 main thing that actually concerned me um before when I want to think about embracing Islam is the five prayers daily because uh to me I I felt that um like who on earth can actually perform five prayers daily so um so this yeah that was my worry um yeah but i think at the same time my my poly friend did encourage me she said that um actually all this it, it will come gradually what 
you you have like she she advised me what you have to do is um is to you know like what if you what you believe that and what you're concerned that you know because we know that we we don't know when will be our next the last moment living so like then then she said you have to say your shahada first before you die that kind of thing so um uh yeah so i think um because of her advice and also like um um and i come to the part that i i i really It's, it's not a it's not only about believing the unseen but um and i believe so like and what i find i really like about islam is because like um whatever you do there's always a supplication a dua, that you can be reminded that we are just a human being create, created a creation from god um example um, going to the toilet, stepping in with left leg, and even seeing, you know, um, I seek refuge from Allah. I seek, I seek, yeah, I seek refuge. Uh, yeah, so like seeking re uh, protection from Allah, like, from the um, unclean female and male spirits, that kind of thing, uh, and, and to eat and to dress up, to, yeah, so it's applicable to life in that sense. Uh, so, and so, so that somehow rather um, affirm affirm my faith in Islam that that I've I, I know that I wanted to embrace uh, back then. Yeah. So were there any other concerns that you had? I I know you mentioned that the five daily prayers was a concern, but were there any others that perhaps could have made you think like, oh, do I really want to pursue this, or were you very sure? Uh, whether is there any other concern about the five prayers they visit like before I convert? Um, no, like any other concerns you had about Islam, like when you were first learning Islam? Oh, um, uh, I think basically it's just that because, um, probably for diet wise, right, like halal food, um, I think because I like my. My childhood Muslim friend, she, she, um, she did challenge me before, that, but at that point of time, I wasn't. Um, my interest towards Islam is not there yet. So, uh, she did, she, she did like comment like, She say, "You are what you eat. So, don't eat pork." <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah. So, well, that, that that's that's the first time I'm hearing someone do dawa that way, man. Mashallah. <laughs> so um yeah so so i think i kind of like um agree what she says uh, uh but this one is at the later stage when our our friendship uh, like when we were older so yeah i start to um yeah i agree what she said and i start to actually reduce eating pork and yeah so so until even even um for fasting right maybe i can this is kind of linked to the ramadan story i mean like fasting experience mm. so um so she also challenged uh challenged me uh, to to fast and um i think sometimes if when you're close with someone right like and uh that that someone would want 
like whatever they perceive as good, they wish it be upon you as well. So maybe that is where she's come that was where she was coming from. So I am not sure. So I actually took on the challenge as well because I yeah um <laughs> yeah like I want to prove that actually I can do it, that kind of thing. So um then so when I started um fasting it was it was also in the uh, at the point of time I um I, I was clueless about Islam. Um, there's no interest towards Islam at, at all. It's just based on you know like friends are uh, challenged uh. So when I um so when I first started uh trying to fast right, I, I recall like uh even before um before even uh afternoon right or maybe early morning, I can. I, I find myself not able to focus and I'm not uh and I feel thirsty. So I've I felt at a point of time maybe I can use the word zombie lah. Like um yeah I cannot I cannot focus. So so uh to me it was it was tough lah at a point of time and uh so but alhamdulillah I think I don't know for and and one reason I took the challenge I took the challenge from her is because I also believe that uh, fasting has its own uh, health benefits. So, um, mm. yeah, so that actually motivates me to want to take on her challenge. Lah. So, um, and I, but after that, subsequently, I cannot recall, um, uh, like, did I practice fasting on my own? But I don't think so. Lah. But it's only until um, uh, when I learn about Islam and, and when I uh, started doing but for that for that part it's uh, a different intention already as a Muslim and uh, and it's something that makes it um, makes it different and makes it purposeful lah. yeah so 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 when I first started uh, fasting uh, in Ramadan as a Muslim I um it was actually quite an ease la, because of the training before. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes people think they come into Islam, right? Then then they, they think that the biggest challenge is the big decisions. Like, okay, you have to stop eating pork, you have to stop drinking, you have to, uh, you know, start paying your zakat every year. But actually, I think these are the easier ones. Like, from from my experience and, and talking to you guys, right, uh, converts la, in general, Actually, sometimes to eat pork, it's just like, you understand why you shouldn't eat it, then okay, yeah. But the one that is really the hardest is sometimes really like your prayers. You have to do that five times a day and and and, and at specific timing. So it's, 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 I think the small ones, but consistent ones are very tough, lah, which is why the Prophet Sallallahu also said the, the, the most, you know, dearest of these, the Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, are the ones who are consistent and are small and consistent. Yeah, and also uh, I think also I, I had a similar experience in 2012 when I heard the war was that was going to end. Then they were coming out with all the Armageddon movies and stuff. Uh, I I think I asked my mother at point of time to go to Singshong to buy stock up some food that we can you know uh you know have for three months to six months right. I, I think a lot of people were doing that, and and I, I really relate to you. I th- I'm not sure if you would uh if you had the same experience, Mira, but because I think we were non-Muslims at a point of time, uh. Really, I I just picture okay. If I die, right, it's just black. Like there, there's nothing left, you know. There's there's my my body is gonna be gone because I'm a non-Muslim. I'm gonna be cremated, 
and there's there's literally nothing left of me then where where will this consciousness of mine be like will i be in pain or will i you know feel sad or will i be even lonely you know or will i even have the capacity to think so like o- always when i think about death right a certain like overwhelming heavy sadness will come over my heart at a point of time when i was younger la, and then 2012 i was just 14 yes i was just 14 so like at, 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 as a born muslim you know i think feelings things like this sometimes get you to ponder but a lot of times when we we get these thoughts right they are not like per se strong enough for us to really think okay death then you have to relate to religion then relate to 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 allah but but certain events allah sends into our lives right you know I think I read a statistic online that uh 2012 and also 2000 the year 2000 there was the most number of conversions that took place in this in this like at this period before and after so like yes sometimes people think like, okay like fake news or like uh, this is Allah's uh balad you know that comes and people are gonna uh you know uh use this to to it's gonna bring misfortune among among people but at the same time. You know, it, it's a event where you get so many people to think it's Allah's way of sending His hidayah to to and to to so many people who, you know, had concerns of their life but never had the impetus to come and think about it and to come and reflect upon it to come to to know the truth lah. And also, you think you talk about the New Zealand shooting also. People think it's a very bad thing that has happened to the com to, to the community the Islamic community. But look at after that, is people started taking shahada. 55, I think 55 uh, brothers were sh- were shot in the, at the mosque. Then I think subsequently the next Monday, Subhanallah, thousands of people embrace Islam. So so it's it's really uh we we really have to you know uh marvel at the at the might of Allah at, at how far reaching you know his his blessings are you know even if we were to take every second to count the blessings that he gives us as an individual as a community right? we are, we will still never be able to count uh the the number of blessings that we have and it is it's very very interesting where you you said you 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 took your top process to think okay, what what is what what is god supposed to be you know what is god supposed to be what is god not supposed to be and as 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 non muslim shy right, when we when we are, when we grow up right we are very like cultured by this like scientific mindset you know by our education system we 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 think okay uh, in in primary school right they say must have a control experiment you know then you 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 if you prove something the hypothesis then you're correct you know but how how do you prove allah like how do you you know how, how you, you you can't I don't think it's possible lah and I think it's like by default that is how it's supposed to be if Allah can be proven then faith will be will be not worth anything and and Allah himself said in the Quran before when the day of uh that of the inevitable comes and everything is apparent the blind will even the blind will see so clearly that what is going on your repentance will not be accepted anymore because there's there's no point in in repenting when you can see clearly what's going on this is why we were sent to this dunya this is why the 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 essence of 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 god will in my opinion will never be you know reviewed until uh you know the day of uh, judgment comes which brings me to another point as a muslim then after you took uh, after we took our shahada it is it, it becomes something so beautiful because now i die you know i know that's not the end you know as a muslim The beauty of Islam comes when death is dear to me, you know. Some of the companions they they wanted to die, because why they wanted to see the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, uh, one of the companions when he was on his deathbed, he was so happy. He said, like, "Finally, I'm going to die." And his wife asked him, "What is wrong with you? You are dying." But then he said, "I waited years for my death to come so that I could see the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam." 
So it, it becomes something extremely dear to my heart, lah. Like, okay, death is just something I have to I have to go through. Okay, inshallah, I live my life well. Uh, you know, so that I can see the face of Allah, so that I can be reunited with my Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And I know where this this consciousness is going to go. I know that uh, I I am going to be brought into a place where I can still think. I can still you know if I if I do well in this life, enjoy myself. You know, it's a promise to me. And the best part is that all of this makes sense. You can't prove it in an experiment, but like you said, you know, if we put our thought into it. It makes sense. It, it was. It's just. It just makes sense, and it is. It's something that we've actually not have on our platform. Uh. Uh. Prior to this, you know, someone really truly. Uh. You know, thinking about the essence of what Allah should be, and uh, and 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 coming to Islam because of that. So uh, th- 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 that's a very 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 fresh story that that we've we've gotten on our on our platform, and uh, before we move on to Ramadan, uh. Let's let's talk about like the challenges that you face on your on your you know conversion story. Like, uh, I think we were talking beforehand before this podcast started that I'm a brother, so I I take my shahada, and most I'll throw on a juba or a sunko, and that's that's for me. I'm done for the day, you know. And I I wouldn't be wearing juba every day lah because honestly, in Singapore it's hot, so like maybe short sleeves and stuff. But for you guys, it's different. You guys undergo such a big attire change when it comes to uh you know taking your shahada. So, uh, what Walk us through like the challenges that you had to face, you know, when when becoming a Muslim. So after um after actually that one didn't come to me when uh I was learning Islam because um like uh yeah so I repeat myself again the the main thing is the five prayers daily. So um but the the second the really I think is literally the greatest challenge I can feel. In my heart at that moment, right, is is head scarf when I when I know that um, uh, I have you know um that there, there will be a day that there will be that I see myself um uh to be in another outfit, which is Muslima outfit lah, Muslima like um like in, like okay, for for the benefit of the listeners, it's like so um Muslima outfit is literally um. Uh, covering ourselves except our face and the hand. So um yeah so I so when I uh actually I was taken care by my aunt my paternal aunt for a period of time previously lah. So um so at the point of time I was staying with her and and um and I did tell her about um my my interest towards Islam and I'm already learning. So um. Then, uh, she, I think, Alhamdulillah, gradually she's accepting it lah. Even now, she's even even supporting, uh, in that sense. So, um, so by I record, I record the very moment when um that I, so actually, this one is like linked to my head scarf journey lah. Um, I. Yeah, so actually, I started to wear um, uh, when I go for classes. Then, um, then I gradually see the uh changes, like uh, in terms. I mean, like the 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 tendency of me wearing more, uh, like from going to classes. Uh, because knowing that you when you have the knowledge, right, like you would want to do something that is accord in accordance to what the religion t- 
teach la. So so when when I was learning, I I, I recall I started to wear from uh, attending classes, then um then it it when uh, then then it increases to when I meet my own friends, um and uh with my friends it's okay because they they also know that they also they they basically during my journey when I was learning Islam I have already tell everyone around me because um. Yeah, but I used to have the thought that I would just want to um, break the news to to my aunt especially lah. But alhamdulillah, my my friend who is a non-Muslim, she yeah, alhamdulillah, Allah actually you no know, like um allow me to open my ears and heart to hear her advice lah. Like um like you you have to let your um, people around you to know that your interest was Islam. So I and I agree with her lah because I think the response will be different if I were to break the news to them. So yeah, so so back to the, the part that when I um uh, when I was so there's increasing um pattern lah when I uh, see myself wearing headscarf. Um and and it in so so it come to the point that um I also heard stories like uh, at that point of time, I heard stories like other sisters who, you know, they would um, uh, fear, fear in fear that their family will know they are learning about Islam and then how come they are dressing differently, then they would, you know, remove their headscarf before they enter the house, that kind of thing. So I think, um, so I, I kind of learned from there, like um, to the point that I'm, I'm comfortable to wear, as long as I'm on my own, regardless who am I with, as long as not with my aunt back then, I would just remove and not to be in that that Muslima outfit in front of her. Lah. So so um yeah, so actually then um I I uh, shifted out. Uh, uh it's also uh, it's not because of this this Islam journey, but alhamdulillah, I think it's a, it's a time that um that my my aunt want myself and my brother to be also independent to have our um, a roof of our own lah. So, uh, so, so, so this is another reason that that uh, makes me uh, decided that I want to wear headscarf for for long term for full time. So then, so, so I record the 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 the. Uh, the time that when when I wear and like I know that I'm going to meet my aunt and uh, uh, I know that I'm like she will see me differently uh, even though she knows that um, she has really know that I'm really learning Islam so because for myself frankly speaking um, I think most of us we wouldn't uh, want to make people feel uncomfortable so also also because of this one reason I, I felt um I can really feel adrenaline rush within me when I know that before I like before meeting her. I was I can feel the heart thumping like in my throat, literally, that kind of thing. So I, yeah, so I but I, I tell myself that I um I ha I have to I have to step I have to step out of my comfort zone to to really um you know um do something that I to do something for myself that I believe in. So um yeah, so then so when I met her, of course the, the feeling is still there, the very intense feeling, and uh, and she was quiet and um 
and my cousin shook her head. It's like a sign of um, not agreeing, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I suppose that is the so-called the greatest challenge that I, I felt at that point of time. So, but I, I just have to, you know, um, kind of block that, uh, that kind of um, uh, uncomfortable feeling. Uh. I just have to block that, that part, even though I know it's coming to me, but yeah, I just have to block it. And anyway, I'm already in that outfit in front of them. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, alhamdulillah. So, it's, it's, I think it's a greater process. Uh. So, it, I, um. How old were you actually when you started to don the hijab? And how, how long was it along after your conversion? Uh, how long was it? Okay, so I, I started to learn Islam in 2013. So the year that I start to uh, wear hijab, right? It's, um, I think if I didn't, if I recall correctly, I think it's 2015. Or two zero one six, yeah. So, but I, I record I record the funny um the kind of like amusing, uh situation when like, uh, like before, like before I picture myself wearing headscarf for a long term, right? I actually played with towel like wrapping over my head and see how I would look like. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of thing. So it's like that kind of excitement that you look forward to because when when I think um mm. when when we when we understand something right, we would be willing to do for for God lah. So uh yeah, so I think it's it's, it's that kind of feel that I have alhamdulillah in that in that in that sense lah. That so so that's my uh wearing head scarf journey in, in a way. Um, so Mira, just now you were saying what I uh, at what age I wear, and then uh, after what's the question again? I can't recall. Oh no, I was asking you. Uh, how how old were you at the time? When I start to wear headscarf, is it? Uh, yeah. Um, you mean like on and off, part time? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter because uh, honestly, I, I know this is something that people always say like, oh, uh, why why do you keep, why do you wear the hijab if you're a part-time hijab wearer, you know? Like people, some people wear it like on and off. But you know, honestly, this kind of thing is really your, is your own journey with God. So it doesn't matter like whether you wore it on and off. But when, when did you first start? Like how old were you when you first started trying? I think first started trying is so... Um... Two zero one six, I... Two zero one six. Mm. Yeah, about three years after I learned about Islam, uh, I believe it starting started from there. I I kind of like um wear it as when I want uh, You know that kind of mood that <laughs> that I feel like wearing. So, right, okay. Yeah, I I believe this is transition. So uh. How did your friends react to it? My friend mm-hmm. like <clears throat> they are. Yeah, I think uh. <clears throat> not so much issue with friends because like generation gap we we like we are relatively open to this uh, especially when they already know that I uh, I was at the stage of learning Islam so so friends are okay yeah friends are okay 
just want to add lah, like um but even now even now when i'm wearing it right uh when i went for um uh chinese new year gathering um my there would there will still have some relatives who would comment the um, similar thing so um uh yeah and i i took it as just a comment from them lah, because knowing that um uh, they have no knowledge very little knowledge about islam so uh, so it is it, is in is unavoidable that for people to have a misconception about Islam and you know like they equate wearing headscarf as something negative in that sense la. I I yeah from the way how they comment so. So we have this, uh, I think Converse face an issue of like uh, that's our patience uh, sometimes, like uh certain misconceptions around us, I mean particularly so we are Converse right because we are not surrounded by. Muslim family, then they, they sometimes have like misconceptions that are quite, uh, that really test our patience, uh, right? And that's when we really have to keep patient because, you know, there are, there are moments where my grandmother will ask me, you know, every time I go to the mosque, right, she'll ask me, did they serve curry today? Did they serve curry today? Did they serve curry today? Yeah, <laughs> then, <laughs> then after that, I was just like, eh, no, I mean, they are Muslim, but they don't eat curry every day, right? So, uh, <laughs> but like, other times, you sometimes get quite, uh, you know, it weighs down on your uh, patience, uh, and and mashallah, I really think that sometimes, uh, like what you said, you know, when you first got had your interaction with Islam through your friend, right? It's not really like tawhid or or, or them telling you, okay, la ilaha illallah, but really rather their adab, their mannerisms, and they're really really nice. And sometimes this is really also a manner of uh, a manner of dawah. I think these are the challenges that converts face, uh, and and perhaps the key to answering like these questions is really for us. Uh, we have the responsibility to seek knowledge. Uh, we're not here because uh, we are following somebody, but rather we are here because we we want to be here and we know why we want to be here. As born Muslims, like, do you guys have like moments like this? Mm, I think it really comes for born Muslims, right? It comes when either it comes to you naturally or there has to be some sort of challenge in your life that makes you think more about God, that makes you think more about the afterlife. Like you mentioned previously, right, sister, Um, the whole uh, movie 2012, the end of the world movie contemplating death itself for me personally i didn't i i contemplated death like when 2012 came out the movie right everybody in my andalus was like oh no guys we have so we have such a limited time to uh do our ibadah to taubat so everybody was learning the solat taubat we were all 11 uh, 10 years old and we were really, so yeah. worried <laughs> about judgment day yes it was really funny you know so, about the kids being so worried about judgment day like, you know, everybody starts saying, oh, you know how to uh, hafal this surah? I know how to hafal this surah. Ayo, you never hafal this surah. You're going to go to hell if you don't. That kind of thing, you know? Because, I mean, we were children. And we were trying our best to gain the pleasure of God. But some other children, you know, they they, they have, like, different... The way, they, the way they try and challenge you, like, you know, the whole challenge thing, the way they challenge you is a bit unorthodox, I would say. <laughs> yeah, so... um. The, the thing where you really think about them, uh, it means like it's very very weird like you know like your friend challenged you to fast our friends back then be, before when 2012 the movie came out all our friends were challenging each other to memorize as many surahs as you can because that was like the, the test to see whether you would really you know whether you're a good Muslim or not but really whether you're true, uh, whether you're a good Muslim or not really lies between you and Allah and it's always it's something lies behind closed doors, you know, especially during this COVID time, no one knows how many times you pray, no one knows how much of Quran you've read, because you can't go to Ngaji classes, for example, and it's really, 
faith itself is really just a journey between you and God. And I don't think anybody can take that away from you, which is why I'm very inspired by your story, sister, and how, you know, despite the judgment and fear of, like, the fear of judgment from others, you still persevered and did what you felt was right. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing your story on your hijab. Uh, like your hijab story and your conversion story. Uh, thanks for Sister Alina and Brother Siddiq to invite me here also. <laughs> Personally, for myself, usually um, the person I don't... Probably myself, I'm, I can be quite a negative person. So I, mm-hmm. I, I prefer not to see problems as problem or challenge as challenge. Uh, probably it's just a part, part and parcel. So... So just now, Brother City was saying, like, um, example, if let's say when we face, when we experience, um, like, a question from our own relative, I think if let's say, okay, I, I know, I, I believe that there, there will be times that, oh, okay, um, like, um, we're, we're kind of, like, disturbed by how they comment and, um, yeah, but I, I, I've come across, like, there are, there are moments also that I am consciously, uh, thinking that it's actually a good way for us to um, uh, show awareness to them uh, in, in Islam lah. like um, to kind of like correct them you know like we, we, we grab chance like that to you know um, to to correct them yeah but of course not in a in a respectful manner lah. Uh, but also depends on situation so yeah so we can use that kind of chance to 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 um, to uh, kind of um, bring up the awareness of Islam rather than, you know, yeah, but sometimes emotions are just emotion. We might just forget our so-called our duty. Thank you so much. Now let's move on to Ramadan. 